1: Oh what's going on everybody? Welcome to episode 688 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, coming at you in 1080p. We got a new camera. I don't know if you can even tell. We well, got a new camera, Ben. We're, we're really oh, moving actually, up. You the know road. what?
2: Now that you say that, so I was covering the main screen and I couldn't see it, and now that I move it down. Yeah, look we look good, good right? We,
1: we're trying to get on your level, yeah. Ben. We got we got the pride uh, of Bishop Sycamore High School, <laughs> JD Raiders here. We got Ben Funky Askren. What's going on, fellas? Wait, is that
2: the fake? Is that the fake high school that that did? Yes. Yeah. What fooled ESPN?
0: That's kind of hilarious. Ah, so great. So great. No, it, if what you if actually like, read a- into it, though, I feel really bad for these kids because like they Wild, got recruited. Happened. They thought they were going to a legit school and everything, and then didn't obviously and like had to live like out of a hotel for five months or who was the mastermind uh i forget his name some coach who now has a rest warrant out for him and i think (laughs) he's on the run bishop sycamore that's what's up i should try to
2: fool flow wrestling and just create my own high school up here Mm -hmm. and then you guys can set up a big duel between uh fake high school x and you know some other big high school and then we can make national news it's it's a great it's a great it's a, you're
0: a criminal mastermind. It's the story really is wild, and I feel like there'll be a documentary that'll come out about it. In it's a perfect a couple of years, for and, yeah, and it'll be great. Yeah, but uh, it's is it the coach from Last Chance You? <laughs> I do not believe so. Have you
1: watched those?
2: No, but you guys always talk about them.
1: You gotta watch. You gotta at least watch <laughs> the real coach JB Jason Brown. This guy's it's he's hilarious. Um, so. A lot, to, man. Ben was gone. Ben, we missed you last week. We had fun without yeah. you, but you know it was gone. You uh, we're, we were on vacation.
2: Yeah, we went up North Wisconsin. It's actually a, cool. there's a resort on a disc golf course. It was really great. Spent some on the beach. I did less than one hour of work per work, work per day, so it was great. Um,
1: yeah, well, wonderful. We'll back so, back so good to have you back. We're coming up on an amazing stretch of wrestling where we're going to have net basically two weeks. World Team Trials, Who's Number 1, Worlds Super 32. I'm probably missing some stuff in uh in AWA between. duels, of course, you're missing. A- AWA duels. How could I <laughs> how could I forget? I think those are during Who's Number 1, right?
2: Uh yeah, I mean, well, it's it's a lot longer than Who's Number 1, but unfortunately they're during the same time period. Um Who's Number 1's exciting. I looked at all your matchups. I don't want to talk about those. But the one thing I was thinking about I was going to bed the other night, is these world team trials. Uh, I, I know it has to happen this way because of this year, but these dudes are going to make, these dudes and girls are going to make a world team, and they're going to have to get on a plane to go overseas, like, I don't know, two weeks later maybe, because they obviously want to get there early.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like,
2: right. the turnaround is going to be insanely
1: fast. So I was actually talking with, so if you don't know who Cody Bickley is, he's like, he's on USA Wrestling staff, and he handles a, a lot of the different aspects for the for the training and the logistics for for the team and he was saying they weren't going to have as like for for Tokyo it was really important to have a long acclimation and get their way in advance because of the time zone but they said with 6 hours they won't have to be as extreme so i think they're they're factoring that in and won't have to go there quite as early as they did for for Tokyo so i'm not sure he didn't give the specifics of like Tokyo what, was like 2 weeks right man i think they were there longer right. than that they were there longer than that they were there like three four weeks oh shoot wow yeah,
2: yeah i never felt i mean so obviously i went to singapore a lot which is i believe in the same time zone one off from tokyo right i i always felt rough for a couple of days but like i think if i had to have competed on say day three or day four i could have felt pretty good i mean yeah. yes I, I did go there early just to ensure that it was all 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 good but um yeah, 6 hours shouldn't be all that bad.
1: No, I don't think I don't think it'll be a huge obstacle. But yeah, it is it is a tight turnaround, uh, especially if you're making the team for the the Olympians, you know, at least they're they're able to like have a slight come down, but it's like how much can they come down, you know, well, when they have to be up so soon. Yeah.
2: But what about the Olympians who didn't medal? That's the hardest one because oh, they're yeah. wrestling in the Olympics. They had to come home the you know the acclimation period to get back is you know going to be a week till they're feeling good then they got to crank back up and get ready for uh a nationals less less than a month later from, from that point then they got to crank back up and get ready for another world like that's like boom 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 There's constantly cranking uh, <laughs>
1: no comment crank Sash. okay um yeah, so I mean, so that the, those affected athletes are Kayla, Jakara, who at least is out to the semis mm-hmm. for her. Yeah. And um, I guess
0: that's, is that it? No one in men. No, well, yeah, men's uh, because Gable's just
1: not doing it. And then the
0: men are, yeah. are on the squad. What if Gable just came out, WWE entrance, like somehow. <laughs> yeah, and he just enters. <laughs> they dinners. let him not register and then just play some Stone Cold music comes out like a villain wwe style world team trials i'm here for it (laughs) how about this
2: i got i got a better i got a better one for you someone wins the heavyweight world team trials they're celebrating i'm going to ozl then the music hits yeah and he says nope not so fast you actually got two more oh my
0: god that's gable see music
2: (laughs) that's that
1: (laughs) would be uh tremendous (laughs) that would that would evoke a lot of fear. That'd be very fear. That uh, is the
0: one case where it is unfortunate that USA Wrestling has um, fair and just, yeah, uh, <laughs> procedures to make a world team. Yeah,
1: we can't have any sort of WWE uh, t- style theatrics. <laughs> uh, well, one thing it's interesting. So Russia, you know, they as they look to choose their team or however they're going to do it. They're doing it very differently from us, whereas they're Olympians. Yeah, somewhat similar. Somewhat similar, you say, but they're like, well, if they want to go, if the Olympic medalists want to go, they can, like, basically compete for it. But they're not on the team automatically, like, um, at least reading the, the Instagram post from Tadiev and et cetera, it's not sure how they're, how they're doing it. But it sounds like they're not having a formal nationals. They're going to go all go to camp and then make decisions based on that. Um, so, even if, they're, be, even if they're a medalist, it sounds like it. Now, are they really going to, if Sagilayev rolls up, I mean, what, who are they going to put on the team? I mean, I think it's yeah probably assumed, but with, uh, like, I think Sagilayev's going to go. I think Nafanov's going to go. I think Sitikov's going to go.
0: Yeah, there was an Instagram yeah. post from a Russian wrestling account um, saying they were at camp and Sitikov and Nafanov were in the picture which makes you think that they will go so and it said like camp gearing up towards World Cup
1: 2021 so and so I go so,
0: go ahead Ben closer with the Russian team
2: um they obviously they have the three gold medalists um Rashid I could see them making him wrestle off for sure and then I found obviously I could see that and heavyweight they need to fight they need to recruit into heavyweight real quick they need to like I don't know. Get Mason Paris and put a wig on him or something. You stop. It. You stop it. Stop it. Anyway, we've lost enough. King.
1: We've lost. We've lost enough Wolverines to the to other to other nations. We can't lose. We can't lose uh-huh. Mason because Gable's leaving.
2: Yeah, I mean a that would idea, be. Uh, they need somebody. I'm just telling you. They need. That somebody sounds like an anyway. idea. That JD guy... would
1: have been. Whoa,
2: <laughs> Russian agent JD. I
1: was like, wouldn't it be Wouldn't it be great if you know all our wrestlers went to Russia? It'd be amazing. Stop doing folk style. (laughs) That's JD's master plan. There you go. Not entirely true. Yeah, partially. Okay, so um, while we're on the world's kick, let's pull up this post from Yazdani's coach who has a a secret game plan, Uh, it sounds like. Oh, my God. So he said, where's the post? Do you have it? Yeah, here it is. So they have a new coach. They fired their other coach and he said this i'm pulling it up right now um god has given me this opportunity to ask all the great wrestlers to support the national team we have a special program for david taylor let me not talk too much about this but rest assured um you should really be reading
2: this in a rush or in an iranian accent i
1: don't know if i have a good one i'll work i'll workshop it um uh, referring to the possibility of Hassan Yazdani reuniting with the American David Taylor. And what tactics Yazdani will use this time around? Given Yazdani's defeat in the final seconds of the Olympic final. And I promise we will have a, have, definitely have a special program and analysis for Taylor. In my opinion, Yazdani's tactics in the final bout were not too bad. But in some places, a number of issues should be added or reduced. So if you're, don't you like this? It's so annoying. You don't like it? What do you mean?
2: Well, I, this thing, so, uh, you know, my wife used to flip houses, and and there was this thing with um, any type of tradesman where they would come in, and the first thing they would do was crap on the work of the, whoever was there previously. Yeah, Like, they messed these seven things up, and now here's what I'm going to do. And I feel like this coach, like, I, we talked about Christian. That was, Yazdani wrestled well. It was a good game plan. It was yeah. the best match he's ever had against David Taylor. And now this guy feels the need to come in and, you know, the last sentence crap on what the previous coach did, uh, because in some places a number of issues. Yes, a was number
1: Washington. of issues. Yes, that's
2: okay.
1: No problem. Uh but so what do you think? Yeah, I think what what are the mate I think honestly, he needs to he needs to be better conditioned somehow, which I don't know if you can get conditioned to that level, but otherwise implement the same game plan. I mean he he
0: he could yeah, not withstand well. the six minute heat. He could not withstand it. He could withstand it for five minutes and forty seconds. Yes.
1: But he could but yeah. That last little bit, he didn't have it. Um and I, I, yeah. I think that was fatigue.
2: So and then with David Taylor, David Taylor is actually one of the guys I bring up when I'm talking to my athletes sometimes about how if you look at what he does, and maybe maybe this is like hindsight bias at this point, because he's won two world titles and hasn't lost him forever. But he has a, a style that is almost impossible to game plan against because there's so many different things coming at you. There's so many diverse ways to score. There's such a cardio component to it because you have to be ready for that. You can't overpower him. I mean, maybe I guess the weak point would say like Yazdani was successful in his earlier matches and underhooking and pushing around a little bit, but obviously that didn't land the list uh, that didn't last the entirety of the match. So like, what is the game plan against david taylor if you want to beat him and i actually thought he wrestled really well
0: so yeah, the,
1: the the adjustments i mean there were a couple of go-behinds you would think 98 of the guys he wrestles he he's able to run behind and he wasn't able to against david that was a couple because he was in that short offense scenario quite a few times yeah. and david was able to like hang in the zone not give up a step out or a go behind and that was huge. And I don't know if that's gonna be if that can he can he get one of those go behinds. One of those go behinds and maybe he wins a match, right? He wasn't or able do to get you those. I think David's gonna
2: give that up. I mean, because he's like I feel like how how often does David give up go behinds?
1: Never. And that's one of his things that Never. he said in his interview afterwards. He's like, big, big thing uh that we emphasize to our wrestlers and I emphasize in my wrestling, no go behinds. It's a it's a hustle position. It's an effort position, and don't give yeah. it up. Never give it up. And that was a huge point of emphasis for him, and that's an emphasis you need to have for for Yazdani, yeah. right? Because this dude Absolutely. is he's next level. Go behind next level. He gets to that front headlock position so frequently, but he was able to yeah. he was able to avoid those positions. But, but it, you convert one time, and it's a different different match. Yeah,
2: but if you look at so, I mean, this is kind of going into all wrestling, but David Taylor is exceptionally good at it. Uh, you know, one of the things I always emphasize for guys who this young wrestlers listen to this: if you are a high volume attacker, uh, which David Taylor is by you know by all accounts, and he and he always has been. If you're a high volume attacker, you cannot give up a lot of points off your own shots. I mean, yes. whether that's a scramble, whether that's a sprawling stuff, whether it's down block go behind, whether that's a, just a stuff and then go behind, right? If you give up a lot of points off your own attacks, you cannot be a high volume attacker. David Taylor's been a high volume attacker for, I don't know, 20 years. You know, yes. he does not give up a lot of points off of his own attacks. It just doesn't happen. It's
1: really rare. Caleb Davis Piles is working on a similar thing. He shoots a lot and gives up a lot of go behinds. So we're. we're <laughs> they all do at that age. We're, we're addressing this uh, uh, currently. Um, uh, yeah, I learning. think. I don't know. I, I think any DV. I tweeted this, like if they deviate a lot from the game plan I think it's foolish because they've kind of got, they found like the perfect mix of like controlling center and, you know, not gassing out to the degree he had and not shooting, do not shoot on him, avoid all scrambles with David. If you notice that match basically had no scrambles whatsoever. Right. So I thought it was a game planning masterclass and he just couldn't, he couldn't finish a deal. His coaches and his preparation put him in position to win that match. And he just couldn't he just yeah. couldn't cross that final hurdle. So I don't know what the, what the adjustments are, but I'm curious the other side of the coin is is this. If you're David Taylor, there's one guy you have to worry about in my opinion for Absolutely. At, the, at worlds, right? So you can have some really targeted focused game planning adjustments yeah. that he can make. but I don't yeah. I'm not a wrestling coach. So what what would those adjustments be? Right. Cause obviously that's not really how he wanted the match to, to go down. Right. He, he would want it to materialize a no. little bit differently. So what do you, what it, do you change?
2: Um, it's, it's create the scrambles, right? It, it's, it's yeah. exactly we're we're talking. Yazdani actually did a really good job. And that's why that coach should have said Yazdani did a great job. He was right there to win. Yeah. And we just need to get one more score is probably what he should have said instead of this stupid statement he put out. Um, you know, he's just I'm like, we were we we had a great game plan. It was right there, but he can't get too much credit to the previous guy. So for, for David Taylor, it's it's the opposite of what Yazdani wants. Yazdani wants to not engage in those scrambles. David has to get to those scrambles more often because he's going to win those scrambles. And even if he is not going to win those scrambles, he's going to make Yazdani so tired
1: that then going to give up easy points later in the match. So David... Uh, attempted to create action throughout the match. He shot a lot of times, but basically yeah. he would just get stuffed and Yazdani would yeah. ba- ba- sort of disengage in his own way and like yeah. avoid, like, mm-hmm. this scoring position is done because I stopped the shot. So, how do you yeah. create the sc- scrambles? Do you just let him in? I mean, it will, and do you think Yazdani, he's probably well, he's he's probably not, not going ju- to, to not gonna go in? Right.
2: No, I mean it's it's one of those, it's just a little harder hand fighting. I mean it's not like he was all that far off, right? A little harder hand fighting, maybe another a different attempt at a setup, something to that effect, right? Obviously you can't be careless in creating the scramble, mm-hmm. but you you know if you're David, that's what you want to do. You gotta just make a little better setup and get to the leg, and once you get to the leg, usually it's gonna solve itself. Because yeah, Yazdani at this point is if he were to start diving in and creating scrambles, it would go very poorly for him. So he doesn't want to do that. He wants right. to do. He wants to do what he did. His game plan was good. That's what we're talking about.
1: Right. Right. Um, so I'm I'm curious for the. It's a it's a fascinating. It was a fascinating turn in the rivalry to have Yazdani go from. Man, can he? Is he just David's got his number to Oh man, this dude is super super viable. He's got a lot of ways. He's got he has a way to win to win the match, and now. Yeah. The fact that they can wrestle just a couple months later again, I, I think it's it's an interesting rivalry because it's it's an zero three rivalry, but it's still like yeah. it's so it's so compelling. It's such an interesting matchup. It it's is so, and because it's so like almost assured to happen again, it's not like a seventy four where it's like Dakin Sitikov could hit, but Jamizo and you've got um Karimaga Madoff and all these guys like we think it could happen we thought it was gonna happen in Tokyo and it didn't but this one is like a guarantee
2: yeah so well uh I can't I wait. think it's fascinating Christian because it was I mean the first one um it kind of left you with a cliffhanger, like you really want to see the second one the first one yeah was kicking his butt and then just fell over And you're like wow is that really gonna happen again is he mm-hmm. really gonna gas that hard two times in a row yeah. and the second time David kind of put it on him and you're like okay you don't want to say this rivalry is over, but if it continues along this path, it's not going to, right? It's going to separate. And then the third match, yes, Dine did. We're talking about he did a really good job. He made it as close as he could make. And now going into time four, it's like, well, can he wrestle the same match and then avoid the takedown at the end? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's right. That's what it comes down to. So, yeah, I think this rivalry is still really really interesting. It's been a different
0: question each time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think I think for international wrestling, one of the things that would it would really engage the fan base more is if we could actually see these guys wrestle a lot. Like it sucks actually that we've only been able to see Yazdani and David wrestle three times over the course of what four years or so,
1: something like that. Yeah, three and change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, I completely agree. It's a great rivalry, and part of me wonders if the statement that he made is more about appeasing the Iranian wrestling fans oh, yeah, and culture there. It's like we just have to say that this was not acceptable and not good and we've got it's also you're given a little more hope because if you say it was a good game plan. they put the
0: last coach on a stake and burned him after the Olympics. Yeah, this, uh, this, is this guy So is you not do it for the him.
2: other way Klaus is What's that? Dude, that? Their other their other weight classes suck. Do it on the other.
0: Burn the guy on the other weight they class. They don't care as much about those other ones. It's they like they, the greatest. They have this champion
1: that he's like you know he's an Olympic champion. He's it's yeah. he's the one that's supposed to be the carrying the flag and bringing home. But you know what? Between the last two Olympics, he got a title. Which if you ask me, he's I don't I don't think he was the best seventy four in twenty sixteen. And I don't think he's the best 86. So the fact that he's got a, a title, that's, pr- that's pretty freaking good. And he's a multiple world champion beyond best that. Best one that day. He was that In day. Real. He yes. was sad. Yeah. So uh,
2: I, I think I think you, I mean, uh, I, I understand what you're saying about he had to kind of push the last coach out. You could have very easily done that on the rest of the weight classes. Yeah. And then commended Yazdani and said, hey, we're right there. This guy's David Taylor. He's the magic, man. He's really, really good. Mm-hmm. We're going to do our best. We're going we're gonna to try hard. We're going to maybe implement a couple new things, not a whole new special program with a yeah. whole new mistakes he made.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's exciting. It's an exciting rivalry. I'm, I'm happy that they'll they'll wrestle again. Two, yes. two awesome freaking wrestlers. I mean, what Yazdani was able to do. Super, super fun guy to watch. Um." Uh, okay i'm excited for this next news break it down for him christian okay what wait what's the next news what do you
2: what's well, the see next now? thing on the dock right after 688 and then we talk about Yazdani, and then
1: this thing right here oh yeah okay so this is fun this we're, is a lot we're of fun. ramping up uh, uh we had we had an frl summit we'll call it that because that sounds very yep. very <laughs> big,
0: big time Um, meeting of the minds
1: yes talking about frl for the future what we want to want to do and like well how can we how can we juice up some some elements of the show we're already doing like the questions which is like a really fun part of the show that fan interaction so um well jd's this is jd's project so why don't you take it away tell them what we're going to have now
0: yeah we have a new uh phone number uh if y'all want to leave us a voicemail That number is 515-509-5071. We'll put it in the doc. Yeah. Once again, 515-509-5071. So if you want to call that number, leave a voicemail. Um, If it's intriguing enough or a good enough question or whatever. Play the audio. Yeah, you, you get to get played on the show. We also have a video... Submission uh, outlet. It's an email. Yeah. It's FRL submissions at flowsports.tv. So if you send either a video recording of yourself asking a question or doing something cool, or maybe just an audio message, um, that's another way, similar to a voicemail. Send it to FRL submissions at flowsports.tv, and maybe you'll this get this is going to be awesome. Yeah.
1: We're excited about this. You can do video stuff over over Twitter, but not everyone has Twitter. A lot of people be like, "I don't have Twitter. How do I do this?" Um, yeah. So many of you have have made just FRL specific Twitter accounts, which we appreciate. But this is another avenue. Send your videos to FRL submissions at flowsports.tv or the phone number, which we'll put in the thing. You can program. It's right it. there
2: at the bottom of the screen. Well, if you're on the video.
1: Oh yeah, if you're on the video, it's right there, uh, yeah.
2: and it's correct. So
1: this is cool. We're excited about that. <laughs> Questions from friends is very fun. Christian, when you got burned on the live call-in, that was so great. <laughs> FRL number one. I wish that could
2: happen again. These aren't live, though. I thought it was two. These are not live. It
1: two. was. I was going to say, FRL number one, great start. Ben Askren, what else can you ask for? FRL two. You got Johnny <laughs> from Frickin' Roanoke lighting me up, asking me the hard-hitting questions. It was funny. Uh, it was funny. Right. I, it was, was actually cool. hilarious. I've, I can't tell you how many friends i played that for. And they just think it's the best. It's the best thing ever. Look it at Ben. Is the best. Ben's my this friend. Is best. I'm
0: still, still laughing about I don't it. How it many years phones was that? Now.
1: Oh, wow. That's Do you right. really? Two phones. Wow. And so JD has two phones. Okay,
2: now. well, I was getting nervous because I knew JD had a 515 number, which I don't have memorized. And I was thinking this. <laughs> that was is my not life. my
0: personal number. Did no. JD just put his number on the
2: screen? <laughs> like, I'm really not
0: advising that JD gave the whole world his number right here. But, yeah. you know, if you did, that's pretty ballsy. No, I did not. I think it's because Sion created this number, oh, I believe, or like God. coordinated no. it. So that's probably why it's a five one five number. Sion thought the same thing.
1: Speaking of Sion, we had the name mispronunciation Olympics uh, last week with Chael, and he—I <laughs> don't know if you heard it. We should pull the clip, Ben. No, because can we pull he, up, please? He made Just you look. The <laughs> he made you look like a uh, like a like a dictionary pronunciation of, of words because he he. The following words, he said...
2: Just play it. Can we play it? Can we I don't have it. I don't have it. it. I don't have a clip. Dang it.
1: And it was throughout the whole episode. <laughs> but there was like a five-second window where he said Caspioli, Kerklevic, and Gizwowski. Wait, wait, who's Caspioli? Cassiope. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Chael, come on. You know, Chael, Chael says everything with such confidence that it's just like, well, this is just how you say the name now. That's that's the way I wow. took it, but it was uh, great. But you know, we give you a lot of grief about it uh, about your name pronunciations.
2: Uh, I, you know, I mess up sometimes. I and do of course, really Sion
1: deal. is just—he is the—he uh, is the OG of name uh, mispronunciations. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like we've had the the three great. You're you're. This is an area where you're probably a bronze medalist behind Kale and Chael and Sion. But we yeah, now have I... the
0: bad name Bell. So yeah. anytime someone mispronounces a name.
1: You get a ding
0: they get ding. oh it's
2: on the table so i thought this was going to be when you put this in the dock i figured this was going to be tyler there was going to be some type of electronic buzzer uh and it was you know it was going to be something not like that and not realize it's yeah. actually on the desk it's old school we uh well, what id one what
0: if okay. what if you guys right, mess we'll up ma- we'll run to the comfort we'll ding each other yeah, yeah we'll mail me a bell
1: we'll marry mail-, <laughs> mail you a bell um we we'll, or just go to your local comfort Inn and just uh, swipe one
0: that's fine <laughs>
1: You know, we I also have cold spray look at this we got cold see. spray in oh the belt so this
0: episode of frl is brought to you by cold spray
1: by cold spray <laughs> we're not gonna give out the brand name but uh this is what so do you guys takes. can what oh. do you
2: guys do um do something today can you guys get hurt mm-hmm. well on film purposely yeah. hurt each other and then do the cold spray. See if it works. I
0: will judo chop Christian and yeah. then proceed to cold spray him. You don't
1: have to give him any ideas about enjoy- <laughs> it. Right, as, 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 as he
0: carcasses like, and rolls around on the desk. Yeah,
1: <laughs> JD would as if
0: it is the carpet. <laughs>
1: yeah, J, JD would tear me up. Um, it wouldn't be very hard to hurt me. So yeah, we've JD got we we have props now, and we nice. have props in voicemail and email. It's a what, what an evolution. Oh. Okay, I, I was gonna sneeze. That was close. <laughs> Holy cow! I thought there was one
2: more. I thought there was one more thing we're adding. Do you guys have it in the doc? Because if not, I'm just gonna say it.
1: Just say it, because I don't know what you're referencing. Well, it's right in here.
2: the doc. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to we're gonna attempt to, and maybe we you know JD might even hold a tryouts potentially. Okay, we're gonna try to get people who represent certain programs. Oh yeah, have we talked about this? No. No. Week? Go ahead. Okay, we're gonna try to get people who represent certain programs to come on and give us you know, um, a weekly, bi-weekly something updates on the status of their program. And so obviously we need someone who is well-versed in that program. We need someone who's semi-entertaining and we'll bring them on and let them talk about Iowa or Penn State or, yeah. you know, whomever.
1: And we're not talking about coaches or athletes. We don't want any coach speak. Correct. We want total homers. We yes. want people that are absolutely biased and will yell at Ben for hating Iowa. or, well, or just y- like, be like I am from Missouri. yes. Just a blind homer, um, except Missouri, two junior world champs. They're actually really oh. good. Um, but you, I mean, how many? Wait, how many? many I was like eight or nine All Americans for been ten. From, you. May have picked eight. I picked eight All Americans last year. A conservative eight.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: okay. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Also, little guest news tomorrow: Braxton Amos mm-hmm. Thursday. King G, if you don't know King G, he's an OG. He's an OG. This this is a guy. Um, his Gena is his name. He's a oh, Russian who yeah. helped Bader and Joe Flo back in the day. He was kind of like the liaison for them. He would like help get them into nationals and stuff. They would. He would be like, "Yo, bring the Tommy jeans. Bring the Tommy jeans. You get into Russian nationals." So. He's gonna be like our Russian correspondent. He's got the news on the streets. He knows what's happening in Russia. He can give us the down and dirty, keep us plugged in on uh, our greatest uh, enemy right now in wrestling—Russia, our friend. But he'll be our friend, and he'll give us—he'll <laughs> oh. he'll give us the straight dope. Hey, he's, he's you got guys, a, you guys, inside info.
2: You guys brought up two names, and I totally i don't even know if you heard of the story but i totally meant to tell you guys a story a couple weeks back i had the okay. mizzou reunion we had all the mizzou guys here at my house yes well on saturday we're all playing disc golf and this little downpour happens and we have the the front yard slip and slide so all the dudes are all soaking wet and we all just we go start going slip and sliding right uh-huh. well ex-flow employee and flow employee joe williamson and mark bader decide to wrestle on the slip and slide naturally of course okay <laughs> mark Pater hits a fake boom Stabbed out. <laughs> he bounced joe's head off the ground
1: so hard. oh my gosh dude,
2: face so, full so, of it mud. Sto- so it stops raining and joe is my teammate in disc golf and he's like ben i can't play my shoulder hurts i'm like well, <laughs> i need you i need you right now y'all are like, getting I, I, old I, like, dude <laughs> i can't throw my shoulder hurts he went to the doctor and he had a small fracture. I think he's better now. He had a small fracture in his shoulder. Mark Bader got Gable Stevenson like snaps. Listen, you guys think Mark Bader is small? Don't mess with him. He breaks shoulders on snap downs.
1: Don't do it. Bader's a, Bader's a beast. I
0: wrestled with Bader, yeah.
1: He, he is not fun to wrestle. <laughs> he doesn't get tired. He's very. Sh- Speaking of Bader,
0: uh, yeah, oh, congratulations. Baby. He's got
1: a new baby girl. Oh, How about that? Graduated. Two weeks mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Good for him. Please. He's out on, on paternity leave. Doing the dad thing, but, man, he's got the dad strength now. Just yeah. da- dangerous I hope Joe doesn't get
2: mad at me for that. <laughs> yeah. Joe's, a, Joe's also, a beast, he must too. have
0: spread some cold spray on that if he's already kind of doing okay after fracturing his shoulder. It was, I don't know what he
2: said. He said it was a small fracture in his shoulder or something. I, I think he's good now. Uh, we should have had some cold spray. If we had some cold spray, I might have got him to finish the yeah. round of disc golf. You know, like seven holes left or whatever,
1: whatever we had after the rain delay. Yeah, Joe Flo's a beast as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, whole Williamson family, bunch of hammers. Okay, so we have where? Where do we want to go? There's like so, uh, quite a few little news notes. Um <laughs>
2: we had a long weekend. Oh, you JD's getting roasted in the messages already. Oh, good. For what?
0: He said. He said. <laughs> Keith said he called your phone already, and it's not set up with voicemail. Oh, yeah. I should probably set that up. Wait, he said, what's in you this gave out the number for a voicemail, wait. and
1: the voicemail's not set up?
0: Ah, well, I got the number going. I guess I got to set up the ah, voicemail, ah, too. Go,
1: go set up the voicemail right now. Take a, <laughs> No, for real. Take a five-minute break, set up the voicemail, and then it'll be activated. We'll see you in a couple minutes.
0: Keith,
2: we're sorry. But, call him in 10 minutes.
1: We're going to set it up, Keith. Sorry. Sorry for the pump fake from JD. He's going to go set it up. You can beat it. <laughs> beat it. Head up, head, get out Get out of here and come back in five minutes when the voicemail's set up. Um, all right, so... Oh my gosh. Spencer Lee to Rudis. This yeah, is uh there you go. I feel like this is the first big like apparel news within NIL. Am I correct in this, Ben? I haven't missed anything like Yanni um, or
2: Well y- so Yanni did Spartan. Um which at okay. this point, you know, they were more of uh I don't know, I guess it would say event programs. I guess they're apparently they're getting into the um apparel business. I think they have some apparel or may, maybe it's just not in wrestling at this point. Um, and and I don't, I'm not, I'm an, uh, uneducated on that. Yeah. So that was announced last week, but yeah, this is, this is huge. Um, I think obviously with Gable leaving, Yanni and Spencer are probably one, two, as far as big names are concerned. Um, you know, it is interesting. I, I did kind of know about this a little You're while right. back, um, but it's interesting because it's hard because you, Spencer isn't going to be able to wear uh, Rudis shirt, shorts, shoes, anything at matches. So it sucks because Rudis is going to you know, sponsor his athlete, but obviously they'll get him outside of that. And then after his career, they'll continue to have a relationship with him.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think you can work around some of that stuff. Yeah. It's not ideal mm-hmm. that he can't wear the thing, but you know, with his social media and, and others, I think his, his name and brand I think is big enough to, transcend some of that stuff obviously if you could wear a rudis singlet and shoes that would be better than nike but um i feel like they should let let them wear whatever shoes they want
2: yeah i i don't don't think the colleges are going to give that up because when they sign these when when the major colleges sign these deals um generally they're for all sports right and obviously like certain colleges uh like what would be a like Under Armour, for example, did not have a wrestling shoe. So if they were at Under Armour school, they would get to wear a different type of wrestling shoe and have a different type of deal because those weren't accessible. But, you know, obviously, um, you know, a big-time in- apparel company who's signing a multimillion-dollar deal, and really what they want probably is football and basketball, they don't care about a wrestler's demands. They don't care about right. like, the wrestler saying, no, I want this. Um, but either way, yeah, this, I mean, dude, I, I tweeted it. I love I love, love, love that college athletes can make money off their name, image, and likeness. I think it's been a long time coming. Uh, I never understood people's arguments against their ability to do so. Um, I understand the argument against them being paid as athletes, but not their ability to earn money. And so it's just so happy. I'm so happy to see these guys making money. It's it's outstanding.
1: Yep. Very cool, Brutus. Um, They obviously make great stuff. Ben's wearing a Rudish shirt right now, although it's in Japanese. Uh, but they well, also it says a way of life. You know that could say anything. Well, I don't know what that says right there. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Remember when people? Remember when no, it no. was just the boss move to get Japanese uh, letters I think people still do that on you. People need to stop doing that. It, it, was, it was way hotter in the streets in like 2002. <laughs> 2002 through 2006 was probably the peak Japanese letter tattoo oh, era my gosh. of all eras. Um, I feel like it's phased out. While it's still maybe present, um, you don't know what it says. It could be saying anything.
2: Yeah, I uh, I do not know what it says. Max Max knows some Japanese, so uh, I will. Really? You know I can confirm with Max. Yeah, and then actually one time I did have a I had the Sly Fox shirt on,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I was in Vegas walking around, and uh, uh, a lady who was former Soviet stopped me, and she's like, "What's this shirt?" And I'm like, uh, it's, "It's Sly Fox, you know, it's wrestling." And she's like, "That says
1: Sneaky Fox." <laughs>
2: And I'm like Sly, sneaky. That's like the same thing.
1: Give me yeah, a break they're, here. They're certainly cousins. Yeah, yes. my my wife's or my brother's wife um, apparently can read Russian, and she says like, oh, it's. She's like this says Idris Liska or something like that, which means Sly Fox. So, yeah, some people can read Russian in America. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's a maybe she's a correspondent as well. She's lived overseas <laughs> and stuff. I don't know. Maybe JD. I'll talk to did, wait next. did you so did you set
0: up the voicemail yeah. I, w- I want a personal voicemail
1: you've reached JD
0: radio Re- it is not personal yet but I will customize it after this show I want a custom you've reached the you've reached the voicemail
1: of Foil wrestling radio live please leave a funny or interesting comment or question and it might get played on the show something like that some of a little flavor a little personality yeah.
2: look I really I like the video we'll submission more what'd you say Ben? <laughs> I th- I like the video submission more I really hope people use that feature I think that's gonna be fun I think that you know obviously the Twitter questions we we get a lot of Twitter questions and we answer a lot of them but it is hard to convey everything over Twitter right it's mm-hmm. kind of an art to convey a message over Twitter and there's just so much more you can get into it especially if we can take the video we can play it for the people we'll know probably know more exactly what they mean because sometimes the questions are like we're not really sure what they mean but here's the question that we want to answer, so we're going to do it. Right, right.
1: So, next little news note: we talked about Spencer Lee. We talked about um, Bishop Sycamore. That's that's an interesting
0: story. Check that out if you haven't. It has nothing to Honestly, do with wrestling. Like, uh, shout out to that entrepreneur of a coach. Seriously, to pull off shout what he out. did. That is impressive. Yes, I, I compare I'm that, the cold,
1: but impressive. I compare that to the yes. fire fest. It's like okay, you got something, oh, yeah. but it was ultimately always going to be found out completely. <laughs> it was like yes. obviously going to fail. So I don't give you a lot of credit for something that had no zero no, percent chance cr- of ever cr- succeeding. What oh, Christian? It was, give that man he got credit. his money and yes. played. What? Who? He, he, Firefest?
0: No, or Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, Bishop Sycamore. Oh,
2: Firefest. Bob's about Firefest. And Firefest oh, got <laughs> paid too.
1: No, they didn't. Yeah. They lost tons yeah. of money. Yeah. Uh,
2: okay we don't know he might be in jail so you give credit so you can respect multiple aspects of a person and not respect other ones right so like that firefest guy i appreciate his audacity i appreciate his hustle now his integrity his integrity is probably not so good i don't want to have his integrity but i do respect other parts of it yeah
1: his vision (laughs) okay what his vision
0: his love for (laughs) (laughs) jeskies (laughs) <laughs> oh, he's he so good.
1: Yes. Remember Jaw Rule was involved with that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you need to have Jaw Jaw Rule needs a seat at your table. That's period. <laughs> can we get Jaw Rule as the announcer for the next flow card? It's murder.
0: I don't yeah, we can ask. If he's Man. uh He's probably in need of some money now, so we could get him for pretty low. (laughs) I think (laughs) he actually
2: got sued with the Firefest. guy. Yeah, I think he did. (laughs) Listen,
1: you can't.
0: You can't pay bills.
1: You can't pin down Ja Rule that easy. (laughs) Man. Oh, it's so funny. All right. Um, Cornell Robinson, our our guy.
0: Yeah. Head coach of Wyoming Seminary. This is awesome. Just led the uh, cadet men's freestyle team to uh, a wonderful performance. Yeah.
1: Been in Missouri for a little bit now, taking the job at Wyoming Seminary, which will be a great opportunity for him. So good yeah. stuff there. I think
2: this, uh, this points to kind of what I've been saying about the, the Wyoming Sem. And you you know I don't love it, but it is what it is, uh, it being a recruiting position. And if it's a recruiting position, he's probably going to be pretty damn good at it. He, he has great connections. Uh, he, from all angles, looks very likable gets along with the kids seems to treat them well um so i think he's gonna do a great job there
1: yeah i agree it is an interesting sort of job because a lot of it is just selling parents of already very good wrestlers to come to your school so and then yes. you just you know with the idea that hey they're gonna get the this is a good education they're gonna be able to go wrestle wherever they want et cetera, et cetera. they wrestle a national schedule which is a big deal um yes i get it so Good for him. Jameel Kelly, Tar Heel Wrestling Club head coach, notable as well. Um, he and Coleman back together, former Cowboys.
2: Jameel Kelly, I feel like, has been flipping sides of the country for a while now. He's got a yeah, jet lag.
1: NC State. I I can't even remember the, the order, but it's like well, NC
2: State. It's in Arizona State, right? Mm-hmm. And Stanford, he was there too.
1: And I'm pretty sure he was at Cal Poly. Hmm, was he? I'm. Um, I don't think I'm making that up. Um, I feel, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, he coached at Cal Poly, NC State. Yeah, I think he coached maybe at, a, well, he was on staff at Oklahoma State for a little bit, right?
2: For, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, he trained there post collegially. Yeah, NC State, Stanford, Arizona State. Does not list, um, yeah, it doesn't list. Oh, no, it does. Cal Poly, yeah. Cal Poly also. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so nice. um, obviously good international coach there. All right, uh, looking at the. Uh, and, go ahead, Ben.
2: and they have great middleweight. So I mean, for as far as I'm sure he still gets on the mat every time I see him, he looks in great shape. So you know, Austin O'Connor, um, Ma, Kennedy Monday is still there. Uh, yeah. Who's the other guy from Wyoming? Sam that's really good. Oh, Lachlan McNeil.
1: He's still there. So good for them. Kennedy is gone. Okay. Um. So looking at oh, someone here in the YouTube chat says Amos going to beat AJ Ferrari. So I guess that's in response to me saying AJ is going to be or the Braxton's coming on tomorrow. We shall see. It's the match. Uh,
2: and so that's a crazy one. We've never seen that match. We talk about Yazdani and DT not wrestling a lot. The fact that those two haven't wrestled is like what the heck.
1: Well, tried to make it happen. At who's number one? Yeah. Uh, I know. And it didn't happen, but. Should happen this year. Still not a guarantee. They have to, you know, they have to hit, and they probably won't duel each other. Yep. So it'd probably be an NCA type of match. Braxton, though, I was reading. Uh, I was reading uh, Andy's article The Pulse, which is great. You should check it out. Uh, Braxton said he's playing. He's he's coach speaking it a little bit. He said, "Well, first I have to qualify for NCAAs, which, while factually oh, come true, on. <laughs> come on, Braxton, Braxton, you're gonna Just qualify stop. for NCAAs, buddy. Like you could you could." You could moonwalk to to qualification for NCAs, although it was a little Bo strange Bartlett this year. Didn't. Bo Bartlett is not Braxton Amos. <laughs> Bo Bartlett, re- Bo Bartlett, Bo Bartlett. Had he wrestled, i gonna
0: keep sticking that dagger in your side until he does better. I'm this impenetrable.
1: Year. That dagger cannot penetrate because had Bo Bartlett <laughs> wrestled at 149 the entire year, he would have qualified. He did not, so he did not. Braxton Amos will wrestle 197 the entire time. Also, Braxton is better than Bo. Coming in, Braxton college. didn't
2: wrestle any matches at
1: won 97
2: last year he, well, he did none, none. He,
1: he did none matches but i'm saying th- he didn't he wasn't <laughs> He yes yes he wasn't in college last year he will be okay in college. So in say, college ma- compet- matches i, last year
2: is I guess there were i guess there were no opens last year so he couldn't have went and wrestled at an open
1: yeah yeah he was wrestling i mean he made he won
0: last chance in both styles and then yeah made the no, final he didn't win in freestyle he lost to uh da, 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 da. he went and played football for syracuse well, i said he Hunts. made
1: i said he made the final uh, i thought you said he won no um but he made the so he double he was wrestling he just wasn't wrestling uh and i think he did a couple cards too maybe maybe not yeah i don't recall but he was he was wrestling just not collegiately he'll be there but Dar- braxton amos let me be the first to say i believe in you that you will qualify for the ncaa wrestling tournament other people may not believe in you but I, I think it's going to happen. But Anyways, I thought that was a funny little little note. <laughs> um okay. So next topic up, who's number 1? I don't we didn't talk about this with Ben. So not. I don't even know if you heard. Ben, who's number I one did hear. We'll be college rules. 7 minutes, 322, two, all the things. Oh, Edge rules. I did not hear that. Oh yeah. Danger zone. Name a name a college rule, good or bad. Four it's going to be in, it's going to be in the. wow. That's be interesting in
2: that you guys are going to. Okay. So certain things are great. Like um, for example, the out-of-bounds rule, the out-of-bounds rule should just be put in like the col- the high school out-of-bounds rules are the college out-of-bounds rules. Unless for some reason it's too dangerous, right? Like there's a wall or something because we're in a small high school gym because the high school out-of-bounds rules are stupid. Uh,
0: I think that's the problem but, is like many high schools have smaller mats and are in more confined spaces. And so it does yeah. become an issue of you will be wrestling on a gym floor yes. if you do college out of bounds rules. But there's also a lot
2: of times, like I
0: think it's a, you I know, mean, when it
2: matters to so the high school state tournament, Wisconsin, there's plenty of out of bounds space that they could wrestle in and it would be acceptable. So, like I said, if, if they should have a kind of an asterisk that says, you know, if there's enough space, we can do college out of rules just because they're so much superior. Um, yeah, but this, so what I was gonna say is for rankings purposes, um, you know, obviously this is going to determine who the number one ranked wrestler is, but you could see a result, which happens in which, um, the outcome is changed by the rule set. So a four point near fall instead of, you know, is what if someone gets a four count one, two, three, four in high school, that would be two points in, in college rules. That's four points, right? So he gets more points, yeah. uh, based on the rule set.
0: It's no different than freestyle. the fact that Freestyle comes into play with these rankings as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. no, I, It's just yeah, cooler. I, I, it's better It's better rules. It was Levi Haynes' idea, which I thought was a great idea. Um, so we said, hey, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Um, yeah. And the so, seven-minute match, well, because obviously
2: we're, we're not – There's
0: no, no Freestyle <laughs> matches.
1: I really would kind of
2: be in favor of you guys doing um, – maybe it's not a who's number one exactly, but some type of big Freestyle card – um, because there is for high school kids, um, maybe not ones who are junior eligible and, and qualify for the junior trial, uh, junior trials, and junior worlds, but some type of big high school card in, in the spring with the better high school kids it would be kind of fun.
1: I would, except I just think it's a tough thing to place when they're all trying to make teams, whether it's cadet or junior, yeah. and they've got their eyes on well, Akron or they've got their eyes on the open. So it's, yeah. it's tough, and then they're on the team, and then they're on that track with the camps and everything. So it's sort of a tougher thing to make happen, whereas this is the kickoff to the folk style season. You, you kind of get all the guys together, the best guys, and figure out who's yeah. number one.
2: Well, you know what's really nice, and they've already announced it for next year, but I think this is a uh... – this didn't happen last year or the year before because of Corona, but I think it's a newer thing is they're doing all of the open trials in Vegas, right? So you're going to have the cadet team chosen like the last weekend in April. I think you are going to have, I think that's only the junior open and then there's a junior trials after, but for the cadets, it is the trials in, uh, in April. They're all in the same place.
1: Yeah. That's going to be a bananas week in Vegas. Weeks, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Do you like Vegas? I think we talked about
2: that. Um, uh yeah i I like vegas i mean i don't i don't love it it's not like my favorite place to go but i enjoy it everything's usually pretty well streamlined um and but i do real i really love uh this was supposed to happen the last two years and and didn't i love the idea that all of those are going to go on one weekend right or one one week um just because we're gonna you know we as a club are gonna encourage all of our best kids to go to that we're gonna get to coach all of them in all of the age groups um that's gonna be really nice as opposed to being separate weekends like so the one year u15 was one weekend juniors was one weekend cadets was one weekend so condensing those into a singular weekend is really ideal
0: it's like a four birds one stone
1: scenario yes absolutely (laughs) you have any kids double enter cadet and juniors
2: Uh, i I wouldn't encourage i mean like there's there's just so few guys like maybe a gable who could do that i wouldn't really encourage know anyway, that 17 year old age group when you're eligible for the cadets and still can bump up man that's that's tough it used to be different when they had the, the lighter weight classes for mm-hmm. uh juniors remember you used to have like a 110 or something like 50, that yeah it's really what, light. Spencer 150. crazy that was crazy small for uh for the junior age group yeah. no I think it's great I mean what i lo- i what I love one of the things and i think you know uh you probably already, i think you already kind of talk like this with uh Caleb is you know those guys who are really good when they're 15. They can go wrestle in that event and then they can watch the guys who ideally they're looking up to, right? A lot mm-hmm. of guys in our club look up to Keegan O'Toole. Now on the same weekend, they're trying to wrestle the 15U or the 17U. They can go watch him win the 20U, you know, that's a, that's a really cool thing to have all of your guys there. That's the one thing and kind of seeing that next age group wrestle out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of Keegan, have you, I, I don't know if have you talked to him since he, he got back in the States?
2: Yeah, yeah, we went back. We're actually having a welcome home party for him uh, this Sunday. Heck yeah. yeah. JD come? Should be fun. Uh, JD's welcome. We're going to have a little wrestling clinic right before it with uh, the, one of our other guys. He's a three-time NCAA champion and head coach now at UW Parkside. Nick Becker's doing a little wrestling clinic. That's oh, going to yeah. lead in the welcome home party. We're going to have Chick-fil-A. We're going to have... Um, some cake it's gonna be a great time chick-fil-a we a on Sunday
1: this is a this is a first I know people I know people <laughs> Wow <laughs> listen you don't know pool until you get chick-fil-a on Sunday Chick-fil-a on Sunday pool is next level. Absolutely. Absolutely, you're a very influential person, Ben. That's that is impressive. I'm trying to get yeah. JD around some some better influences. I'm worried he's gonna he's I'm worried he's he is just on the precipice of joining a, a biker gang and <laughs> living a life One full of crime. Sons of Anarchy. He's already he he has no use for buttons for most of his shirts, as you can clearly see right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just he just fits a description of an at-risk youth. So, <laughs> I'm just trying to get him get him around the right people. I'm I'm trying to change lives. Oh, that's it. Hey, uh,
2: Spencer in the chat, he asked, are you going to have them do the college out of bounds stalling rules? That's a great question because you guys hate them.
1: Everything, yes. But you know what? I'll say this. You hate them. I hate them. But you know what? It's better than high school out of bounds rules. You know what you should do, Christian? You guys could just do the push, see how the push out rule goes. Step out. I don't want to do I you see it? Let's just see what it looks like. When
0: it's just Matt wrestling after a while, so you stand them back up, so it's a little more entertaining. No, <laughs> no. Let's
2: not go that far, JD. Don't go crazy. Wait, listen. Let me ask. Let's convince you live on radio right here. Do it. Why not? Why not? Uh, what because- do you got to lose here?
1: Um, I don't. I don't think it's the kids should be put in the position where they're the they're guinea pigs for a new rule set, right? And where we, you know, we think we know all the unintended things, but also putting officials in the position for a brand new rule set, I don't think it's fair to the kids either. And mm-hmm. I, I think this is cooler.
2: But I would at some point it does have to be new at some point if if you know if someone's gonna push the envelope at some point we have to try it. yeah and yes, could there be something very controversial that happens? Yeah, definitely. it's, it's definitely a possibility. But could we also watch it and maybe say, wow, that wasn't what we expected. Let's not do we that do or could we say freestyle? That was great. we should do that. and yeah. then everyone could point to your event and say, listen, that event was, wow, that was great. Let's do some more of that.
1: I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to to having some level of experimentation with events we do. I just don't.
0: I not who's number one. This was an easy blanket. Okay. College rules.
1: Yeah. College rules. Okay. I think it's cool. Right.
0: Um, these guys are going to be college stars uh, in several years, the next handful of years. So it's just kind of a watch these guys with college rules before they get okay. to college. Yeah.
1: Also, we will debut. The new NCA rules will debut on Flow Wrestling. Who's yes, number one? That's actually true. The new so overtime rules. You'll see the new overtime rules for the first time ever, not in a college match, but high school. So that'll be sweet. Yeah. yeah. So We'll see how those go. I like the new overtime rules. Um, even though sometimes I'm like, it's so neutral. It's like so catered to neutral when Matt is two-thirds of the thing. But, yeah, I like it. I mean, it's no criteria, but it's no criteria, but you know what? We'll we'll take what we can get moving on moving on. (laughs) Yeah, Ben hates it, but he loves it. He secretly loves it. Um, Okay,
2: which match are you most excited for of the who's number one? We got the list right here.
1: Okay, so looking at I don't know if um, Tyler can pull in just even a screenshot of of the matches. I there's a couple one. I think the, the headliner. The big man super match, Christian Carroll versus Nick Feldman. Mm-hmm. These two guys are, I mean, Nick Feldman is is so good, so technically sound. Carroll is just a freak. I mean, this guy's so young, so big and good. Uh, I really don't know who's going to win. I think it's a awesome. There's one other match that could, in high, all of high school wrestling, that I think could be as possibly compelling as this one, and that's, Jesse Mendez versus Nick Buzakis. That match can't happen because Nick is not healthy or able to take the match. So this is the only other match in my mind that's like, wow. Um, I, I have no idea how it's going to play out. It's going to have pound for pound, big uh, big board implications, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's going to be really, really entertaining, right? It's not going to be two heavyweights that stand around. I mean, you saw Feldman last year, who's number one. Yeah, like he's this, great. This guy is, is next level technician, um, Christian Carroll. He's got it all as well. So, really excited for that one. And honestly, Mark Anthony McGowan versus Nate Jessaroga, that match, you know, the way that, man, only four minutes of wrestling, it's like, yeah, ah, I deal. feel like I wanted, I wanted more than
0: seven. Seven. Yeah. Seven minutes. You got to feel like that favors Jessaroga, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he. But... guessed McGowan out in four minutes. Yeah. That, or, I don't know if guessed out is the right word, but fatigue definitely played a factor. Um, in that match in just the four minutes. So it'll be interesting.
1: Things opened up for sure there. Now
0: McG- McGowan, you know, if he can, can he
1: get something going on top? That'll be probably his, his, uh, a potential yeah. option for him. But yeah, I'm really excited for that one. I think it's a really um, cool, cool, fun rivalry too.
2: You know, other another match that I, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's injury. You can correct me if I'm wrong here that I, that I think would be fun. Um, uh, would be Cody chittam and Meyer Shapiro. That would be oh my a really good match.
1: Yeah, Cody, uh, I don't know what his exact high school plans are, but he may not do high school wrestling anymore no, is what he, it sounds he's like. he's pretty
0: much done with high school wrestling. Just going to do, like, college opens and senior level freestyle. So, because last year he went, to, he went to Blair, I guess, or? Well, last year he didn't. Um, be, he just stayed at his home um, okay. and trained and was homeschooled. But the year previous he was at Blair, yes. Okay, got it.
1: Okay, also. And so. Go ahead. Sorry, Christian. No, you.
2: I got shit him questions. So is he going to do? So he he would have two years of high school left. Um, someone told me, and this is just like flashing back because one of my high school kids told me. Um, and sometimes they tell me stuff that's not correct because high school kids are generally relatively gullible. They told me he's reclassifying so he could go to college a year earlier. Uh, true or false? Have you heard the rumor? That is false. Not
0: true. That's false. But
1: I also heard the same thing. I heard that as well.
0: Okay. Yes. But that is false. Yeah. Unless plans have changed in the past several weeks, that is false. So well right. So he still will has two years before he'll go to
1: college then. Yes. To Minnesota. Golfers, oh, yeah. Okay, so there there's another cool thing we're doing that's that's different. We're going to have for the first time ever an eighth grader. His name's Bo Bassett. You may have heard of him. He He's won, a Cadet World champion. <laughs> he, he won the Earth Tournament uh, earlier this summer. Now – he is um, such a, man, such a, a unique talent, such a really special. We're just like, man, it'd be just awesome to have this guy in our event. He's taken a guy on a guy named Seth Mendoza, who's a little hammer from, from Illinois as well.
0: One Fargo and has actually owned this rivalry. Yes. Granted, Wait, so the last time they wrestled, they were like, I don't know, 10 years old. Seth okay, is, well, is going to so be a freshman really right
2: happen. now or what? What was that? Seth's going to be a freshman.
0: Seth is currently like a freshman, like started, you know, this month or whatever Yes, he He's getting his syllabuses uh, as we speak. Well, body. hey, listen, I, in, in all fairness,
2: and I, listen, I like Bo Bassett a lot. Um, so don't take this as I don't like Bo Bassett, but I'm going to point out an obvious. That's all and amazing. you know what? I was out. I, was, I only know if one person has ever happened with in Wisconsin, but I was out in California with Cormier a couple weeks ago. And he said like four of his guys in the room were doing it. And I think it's also popular out east, and I and I hate it. And that's guys who are doing both cadet years prior to entering high school. So that's what Bo Bassett's doing. It makes him extremely old. So USA Wrestling determines age group by birth year, right? So two thousand seven, mm-hmm. two thousand eight, whatever it is. Um, I have never coached a kid who's done both cadet years prior to going to high school. Usually, either they're a second year schoolboy as an eighth grader, or they're a first year cadet, right? If you are a second year cadet, USA wrestling cadet, but before you enter high school, you are extremely old for your grade. I guess this is happening fairly regularly in California and on the East Coast. I don't like it. I think that's too old. That means you're gonna graduate high school at nineteen ish years old, and you'll you will turn twenty
1: on the year of your graduation. All all very true. Um, I you know, I the, the holdback thing is, you know, will often be be debated for me. For me personally, I couldn't imagine doing an extra year of school. Like, that is just the most unthinkable. RBY, I think he did the smartest thing. I think he just took a year off. Uh, If you were going to do a holdback thing, just let it not go. I hate, I hated school. I've said that many times. I would never want to do it again. I, I don't pretend to understand the, you know, the, the reasons. I think, I, I think for someone like Bo, He's clearly ready to wrestle on the high school level, right? He's yeah. clearly mm-hmm. big enough to wrestle 106. He's not going to be undersized or anything. But, you know, I, yeah, I don't understand the decision that, but I mean, I, it's one a lot of people make. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, it, it happened a lot in Ohio, right? Yeah. Um, as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, so I, I kind of get it because I know my guys who are really young.
2: So the guys who, for example, have a midsummer a midsummer birthday, and I could tell you a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And they're a second year schoolboy as an eighth grader. Those kids are, are, would be essentially two birth years younger than Bo Bassett, but be in the same grade. And obviously, we're using Bo Bassett, but there are, there's a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. He's just the most notable one doing this right now. um I'm, in, I do encourage those kids, like, hey, if you want to compete at a national level, like, you should consider holding back here because you're two years younger. Now, someone who is older, someone who's a cadet already as an eighth grader I would I, I have never encouraged any of those guys to hold back um, but you know I th- so I think it's like let's keep up with other people because that's kind of what I'm thinking when I have a really good kid but he's two birth years younger than some of the other kids that are the same grade I'm like hey like I realize you're really good that being said if someone's two years older it's going to be difficult to keep up with them competitively so this is something
1: you should consider Right. um Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so you, are you saying that there's a not the holdbacks are not a thing in Wisconsin?
2: I am saying I can only think of one person, not not an awa kid, who I can remember who's done both cadet years prior to entering high school. Got I can it. think of one person. That's it. And um, so yeah, so they're not they're not a thing like they are in California or Pennsylvania or Ohio. Like those kids are very clearly older. Um, than the wisconsin so P- pico's the other one that was really notable that did mm-hmm. both cadet years prior to high school obviously he's from california yeah but that doesn't doesn't happen in wisconsin i mean there's a lot of kids who are younger like to the point where they do like a one of the kids aiden sinclair we had he's done he his first cadet year was his first year of high school his second cadet year will be his second year of high school yeah. so he's the same birth year as a Bo bassett but he's going to be a sophomore
1: yeah i don't know um I wouldn't want to do it if I were yeah. a kid, but I'm also not an elite athlete yet. Yes. Who's to say what the future holds, Ben? I don't know yet. Um, <laughs> um, so we're really excited about that one. You know, if you if you listen to Bo, if you if you follow him on social media, if you listen to his interviews, this is just like good kid, all American kid, yeah, right. Yes. And then this Seth Mendoza. He's like takes it to an uh the the same level. This you got to go to unleashedbyseth.com. This guy, what? he's got a website. Oh, he's got a website. Um, Tyler, you should pull it up and, and just scroll through Unleashed by Seth. This kid, in addition that. to being an absolute hammer in wrestling, he's like a legit woodworker who sells like all this. He like makes <laughs> these, like. Jo- Are you looking at this, Ben? Uh, I'm looking at it. What in the world? So, um, my story. So he, How's he got the, time for all this? That's what I'm saying. This guy, he does it all. He makes all this stuff. He gives these donations to uh, like police departments where he makes these awesome like American flags. You can like order. He makes dog leashes as well. Um, <laughs> just a little entrepreneur. Um, his de- his Tremendous. If you go to wrestling, uh, dedicating every season to our fallen. My dad was a Marine and has known many fellow Marines who have given the ultimate sacrifice. I decided to honor... A different fallen service member by wearing their name on my singlet. I like to tell a story about the, this brave man when someone asked me about my singlet, um, and he's a, a young hammer who's won it all and wow. um, up to this point. And man, what what a what a kid! What a, what an awesome Seriously? kid! So, These are two, two of- tremendous Americans. Two
0: tremendous Americans going to be wrestling. Two Patriots taking the mat. Patriots.
1: Except, except this dude's
2: got a Bears flag for sale. Like No one wants that, Seth. you <laughs> wasted your time on this. He's from I'm the sorry. Chicagoland area. Seth,
1: you're a great kid. You made a Bears flag. What are you doing, bro? You got to play the hits. <laughs> Listen, it's <laughs> vastly American flag. If you're watching uh, the show, I'm going to order one. I'm gonna order a flag. You better
2: not order a Bears flag. You bet you can order an American on. flag. That's great. Don't do the Bears thing. I want you one for the set.
1: One. We we at some point we're gonna have like an actual FRL set. I want an American flag from Unleashed by Seth. So I think I'm gonna well, you order. You should
2: one. get him to make an an FRL American flag.
1: Yeah. No, I j- let's just let's just come on. I want an American flag. This oversized American flag, this might be the move. It's a little rugged. Like Old Glory? I, I like it. Uh-huh. 200 bucks. I think that's a deal. This is a giant It, giant it is flag. kind of a
2: good deal. I think he could probably raise his prices a little bit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Seth, I mean, you're, you're the entrepreneur, not me. I just work here. But 48 by 26 has engraved stars with a red and wood stripes. It has a rustic yet clean look with a polyurethane finish. Seth, I'm sold. You just put the picture in there. I'm, I'm in. So Unleashed awesome. by Seth. I can't wait to meet this kid. And talk to him and maybe order an oversized American flag. Because I love America. And I just have to hope that J D won't defile it. Won't do something to it. He might I'll c co- i will might light it on fire. fire. Yeah, it's wood. He might light it on fire. It's very Oh come on. I'm gonna have to ask Seth how flammable this wooden flag is. Uh, will it or will he just spray paint a, a hammer and sickle on it? I don't know. Um, I'm not saying he will. I'm saying he'll consider it. I've never disrespected the flag. All right, yeah, that's uh, true. We have one hanging here at Flo because we're great patriots, and uh, he's not defiled it yet, and I don't think he will.
0: Hilarious. Okay,
1: so Unleashed by Seth. I'm looking forward to Unleashed by Seth and uh, versus Bo Bassett. and uh, yeah, check out Unleashed by Orders don't don't flood the servers, um, which which could happen. But you know, get an oversized flag. I'm I'm sure he ships.
2: We should get a we should get a. NIL deal, like you know. Hey, uh, what's it called again? Unleashed by Seth. You get twenty percent off
1: if you mention the code FRL. <laughs> That'd be good. But he also <laughs> needs to raise his prices. Then
2: he does get the promo code. He might not be able. To, he might have to hire some other people to create the uh, demand that we uh, we put on him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's, that's good. Problems. What if what if uh, this he ends up on Shark Tank or something? <laughs> this would be great. This this is the kind of thing that goes uh, on, to, on on Shark Tank. I think people will be impressed by that. Um, okay, so where do we go next? Um, it's nine twenty two. Oh, why don't we why don't we go, Ben? You uh, yes. You tweeted about um, oh, you want to talk about uh, that? Obesity? Yeah, why not? I think it's interesting. I think a lot about. Um, this kind of stuff i thought it was interesting maybe start kind of with your perspective and then we can uh discuss further
2: yeah i guess just um the more i so if someone says something about the bmi scale the bmi scale is bull crap. let's just let's ignore that yes um for a second because it's is not a good skill they should probably develop something a little better than that but you know anything, anything the government's in charge of generally is not all that well done um yeah so, so. Yeah, I mean, I started thinking about this a lot. I obviously listen to podcasts, and just the more and more I listen to, it's like the more important health is. And so I, I've even – for me, I was really – I was competitive. I had to weigh in for 20-some years straight, maybe more than that. And then, Liz, I got fat, and I had a hip surgery. I couldn't do anything. And then I'm like, this is dumb. Why am I getting fat? I need to start getting in better shape. And so I've taken, started taking my stuff more seriously. And, you know, I think about that a lot for the kids too. If, if kids – are not knowing participants, um, in their own health for the first, let's say, however many, what eight to 10 years of their Mm -hmm. life, probably maybe potentially even longer than that, really. And so if, if we as parents allowed them to get really overweight, you're just giving them such a disadvantaged start, right? They're starting at eight or 10 and then to get healthy after that is going to, it's not impossible, but it's going to be really, really difficult. And when you, look at like the leading killers in america a lot of them have a lot of them have to do with obesity right diabetes heart disease etc cetera, etc cetera. those those are obesity issues and so it's like um as a parent to put yourself at that much of a disadvantage is like man that is a hard pill to swallow uh for your kid. so yeah i just think i think it's not good i think i i kind of think in in 20 30 years we might think of it the same way we think of uh if you were to drive by Christian, and you see a parent smoking a cigarette with their kid in the car. You think like, "Oh, what the f is that parent doing?" Like that's kind of how I think you we're going to think about it.
1: Yeah, and I I think that would be probably a great thing, a great development. I think so much of the the issue is rooted in like, well, I don't really know, but the there's a there's a high degree of ignorance, right? Just which is not um that's not a negative. That just means like the kids don't know the parents don't know the information's all out there but some people yeah. feel like they're in, in life they're just kind of dealt a genetic hand and in in a lot of ways that that is the case but there's so many things you do have uh, a lot of control over but i think people like, man i'm overweight my parents were overweight i'm going to be overweight but it's not like it's not a guarantee you don't, it doesn't have to be that way and also it's like you can't just get caught up in the number on the scale either like if you're some yeah. people are going to be a little heavier some people really there's a lot of over there's a lot of skinny fat people too that are not in good shape either you know that are unhealthy and it's just how they they kind of I mean that's kind of that's kind of me Christian like I said when I retired for the last time I'm like
2: dude I I actually I literally couldn't work out when after I retired from the UFC I, like i couldn't wrestle i was in i was in really bad shape with my hip and uh so it was like whatever i i've been disciplined for the last 20 years i'm gonna eat some ice cream if i eat some ice cream De- deal with it you know and then i have my hip surgery i couldn't work out literally at all and and i got fat because i have the propensity to do so because i love to eat and i couldn't work out and then it's like the more podcast listeners like this is why am i doing this to myself this is freaking stupid and you know so then it's like okay let's take this more seriously and so then you know, you look at kids and it's like why are, why are we going to deal them this hand and yes do some have the ability to get a little chunkier a little easier yeah but we all have the ability within a certain extent to control it and I actually saw someone uh, on my Twitter posted like hypo, I think it's called hypothyroidism and they said that can add you know a couple percent but you know it, it is making it harder for kids to get skinny but it's not impossible at the same time especially if we start with those things early on in life.
1: Yeah, and I think you know people could cite all kinds of examples of kids and people that are, you know maybe they're they have obstacles, but by and large, these the kids are victims of convenience, where it's very convenient to put a kid in front of a TV with video games and and whether it's a PlayStation or just watching Netflix, it's easy to put them there and let that babysit them. And it's easy to just yeah. heat up the chicken nuggets and the macaroni and just say, hey, that's this is dinner, and just you know drinking you who especially but- when they fight you What? oh yeah like like
2: that little butt face ozzy man will say like <laughs> i don't I- want to eat this i don't want to eat the broccoli and i said gd you're gonna eat the broccoli ozzy <laughs> don't you say like that or not we don't say yeah don't like, I-, I might have said it a couple times and my wife's like dude knock it off over there i'm like ah i, I slipped my bad my bad i didn't mean to say that come on but he's pissing me off right now <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I, did you tell your wife that Ozzy started it? Is that what I'm hearing? Ah.
2: Yeah, you know. So, uh, you know, he obviously wants the snacks. He wants the mac and cheese, and sometimes you got to give him the broccoli. It's really yeah. simple. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, in our chat right now, Brandon, uh, Brandon Scannell, he wrote a story mm-hmm. for
0: you guys on this Damn topic. It. It, it's it's yeah. an incredible story. Um, my kid was up to like 283 pounds, and then got into wrestling I think it's him and, right oh, and I lost understand. a whole bunch of weight. yeah.
1: Yeah, wrestling's great for that. And I think part of I think part of the obstacle is people view the idea of getting healthy, getting in shape as super, super intimidating, right? Yeah. It's because, you know, and people fall into this trap all the time. Like they get inspired, they get fired up. I'm getting up at five. I'm doing this and that. I'm working out. I'm only eating this and that. And then like it's untenable. And then like in a week, two weeks – yeah. Even if even if it only even if you do it a month, it's like you're gonna fall off the wagon. They're like a lot of people can't maintain that. And what if you ju- the the little things can go so far? Cut out the pudding, cut out the yuho. Do ten yoo-hoo. minutes a day, and then go to twenty minutes a day. Just little by little. It's so small the changes that you have to make over time. Imagine if you make a little change for the rest of your life. That's gonna yep. be so much better than getting up at five and and doing crazy stuff that sucks yeah. for. A month. That's not going to help yeah. you at all. So I think a lot of that, that they think that they, what they think health looks like is so much harder than it actually is. So it's easy to yeah. get down. People are easily discouraged when things are really hard and then they just don't, they just throw their hands up when it really doesn't have to be like that.
2: Yeah, I agree. So that's something I think, I think we should all think about. And obviously the, the culture in America right now is not encouraging, it's not always encouraging health and wellness and that's not ideal and um, yeah I mean I just it just seemed obvious for me to tweet that and it kind of caught on and you know a lot of people were debating it and I think it's important and I think about that with my own kids like yeah, they do want that we have a snack cabinet they always want to go over and they say I want snacks like nah you're, you're gonna eat lunch, you're not gonna have a snack right now. maybe if you eat your lunch and you get a snack, but then we also try to have an active lifestyle, right? They're all playing sports. We're all outside running around on the monkey bars, whatever else we're doing. Um, it's, it's important to, like I said, not give them a really disadvantaged start You know, when they get into their more formative years. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I have no idea what's happened to Caleb, but he, this kid used to eat a Cosmic I, Brownie every single day. He loved Cosmic, the Little Debbie Cosmic Brownies. He would eat big sweet tooth. Now all of a sudden... I don't know what happened. A, a switch is flipped in this child, and all he thinks. But I out, thought he wanted to gain weight. He does, but he would not. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to just like put on an empty. Like he wants to eat the right things. Like he's obsessed with milk and eggs and stuff like that. And so he's he not yeah. eating sweets. He's like, I'm worried. I'm worried he's going to get too much the other way and get obsessed with it. So I'm trying to make oh, sure. Oh, you he's get him on keto. No, I don't want him on keto, (laughs) oh my gosh. Keto and steroids, that's the key. (laughs) What? Oh my gosh. He's 10, so probably not going to get on the roids.
0: Um, (laughs) See, he is
1: a Russian. He wants to (laughs) roid up my kid.
0: Yep.
1: JD, your answer for everything is steroids. (laughs) It's got to stop. You want to win.
0: He's not getting tested for a long time. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. We got to do it while he's out of the testing pool. JD's right.
1: Oh my gosh, you guys are freaks! Okay, um, nine thirty. Let's get to some questions because um, there's some good ones here. From Adam Rush, what is the biggest obstacle you face when coaching high school wrestlers, and how do you handle it?
0: Oh,
2: huh, that's interesting. What is the biggest obstacle I face? So, I mean, I guys, okay, so this is where we I would love to have a, a video question because it's like obstacle to what obstacle Mm -hmm. to getting them to be uh you know college ready obstacle Mm -hmm. to getting them to enjoy it uh, obstacle to right here let me
1: let me maybe ask ask, what is the biggest obstacle to development just getting better
2: um I I, so I I think like getting better so because I think of getting better like getting kids in there and getting them to be solid high school wrestlers with a good skill set and enjoy the sports like is getting them to enjoy the sport, getting them to like coming in so they're really consistent three or four days a week, uh, you know, the whole summer. And if they do that, they're going to be a pretty damn good high school wrestler. Now, getting them to, you know, be really successful on the on the next level, um, you know, like high, high-level high school success, nationally ranked, that type of stuff, I think it, it, a big part of that is getting to them to acknowledge weaknesses and, you know, work on those things to make them better. And, you know, that's in that case, you have to take them to tournaments and you have to, when they fail, you got to be ready to pick them up and say, hey, here's something we talked about. Here's a really clear example of why it affected you and why you lost in this match. Let's get better at this. Um, so I think that's kind of like two levels, right? Getting getting kids just to be, uh, say, a 75% uh, really solid high school wrestler and then getting kids to that really that next level of like high school nationally ranked,
1: yeah, so this is uh all right here's here's a real life thing from for a ten year old okay, this happened yesterday, so kale, <laughs> I thought he had a fine practice um he was going hard, but he 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 didn't think he did good, he was upset, comes out, gets in the car emotional, he said he's mad at himself that he didn't that he didn't wrestle good, but part of me I'm like. I'm like sort of loving it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy, he he's really like something's flipped in this kid's head and he really wants it. But I also know if you're thinking about winning and losing practice goes, I know yeah. that that is like I've seen and coached a lot of kids where they get so caught up in practice yeah, performance absolutely. and results that they lose the big picture. So I really that's all I really talked to him about after that is like it just doesn't matter. It's just like give hard effort. And learn is really the main main things, but like, how do you kind of balance that? Because I don't want to be like, who cares? You sure. know,
2: you should read the Art of Learning by Josh Waitskin. It's a really good book on. Uh, I recommended to a lot of my parents. He was a very very high little chess player at a young age, and there was you know it was very tense. And obviously, in chess they can compete at almost an adult level at a younger age. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how his dad, you know, uh, really specifically one incident where he lost. I don't know if it was like the nationals or the world or something like that. And, you know, his dad didn't say anything. He just said, hey, right after we took it, we went on vacation. He just made me forget about it because I was a kid and I should have been a kid at that point. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have been stressing about adult level decisions and things. And he said, I, I was ve- I'm was. i very thankful for what my parents did for me. And so I think, yes, obviously certain kids are super type A and that's great for success. But yes, they, they can totally overwhelm themselves and from from, and from multiple standpoints, right? From just a, a pressure standpoint, they can overwhelm themselves they can worry too much about winning and losing, which negates skill development, especially when you're a 10 year old, you don't want to worry about strictly winning and losing because you're going to negate your skill development. Because, and this is kind of what you said earlier about um, said high volume attacker, and you said Caleb shoots too much and gets scored on. Yeah, they're going to do that at that age. And so it's like, if we we solely worry about, if we were just to say, how can I make a 10 year old win and lose as much as possible? It's like, teach them a great snap down, teach them a great down block go behind and teach them a great, like cross wrist tilt or something. If you get great at those three skills at that age, you're going to win like 99% of your matches. Yeah. But then the problem is if those are the only three skills that we ever learn at some point, we're going to be behind the eight ball because we're only good at those three skills. Uh, but for a 10 and 11 year old, man, they're going to be beasts at 10 and mm. 11 years old. Cause they're awesome at those three things. Um, so, you know, how, how do we, how do we not negate our long term skill development for short term gain is a really huge one. So yeah, I think with kids with that mindset, you just have to you have to balance it as they get older. Um and 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 really allow them to, you know, are not allow them to think too much about winning and losing and take the pressure off and just by guiding them the right way.
1: Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So Brian Murphy, uh <laughs> what?
2: Keith Goddard said, "Roids are so 1997. All the cool kids are on SARMs." And know, I know SARMs? what SARMs? I don't know that. For. You don't? So okay, I'll tell you why I know what SARMs are. I, you know, my buddy opened a CrossFit gym, and um I would do the CrossFit workout sometimes, and especially we'll say, I think this is probably like six to eight years ago. I was in really, I was a world-class athlete. I was in really good shape, and. I also knew, listen, I'm not the greatest at lifting weights and running and stuff, but I was, I was on a college team with some guys who were really, really good at it better than me for sure. And I would see some of the scores and times that these CrossFit guys put up. And I would say, dude, these dudes they're on. So I don't know what they're on. I don't know what they're taking. They're on something. Cause I know, I know really high level athletes that weren't getting anywhere in the ballpark of what this dude is scoring. So I said, what are these dudes are on? So I don't know what they're on. They're on something. Um, and so he ended up going to a CrossFit Worlds a couple of years ago, and he came back and said, "Yeah, they're all on SARMs."
1: Okay. Is it like yeah. a steroid or what?
2: It it stands for Selective Androgen Muscle Receptor. I don't really know exactly what that does, but apparently that's really good. Um, I it's it's not legal, but I don't and, and, and I don't think in CrossFit their the testing legal.
0: is that good. <clears throat> what do you mean it's sort of legal? Uh, some like some you can buy online. Because <laughs> my online doesn't mean they're legal. Well, no, but I'm like at like GNC and stuff too. I think. Cause remember we uh. like we were gonna buy me some. We were. <laughs> Who approved that? <laughs> what?
2: Who approved? You don't remember cause... this? That's that's on the company budget, Christian.
1: No, we, we're we're we're, on a, we're on a tight ship here. We can't blow all our money on steroids.
0: We only have Pumping so much for. budgeted. Uh well, because Let's... Osterine is one, and that's what Dayton oh. tested positive for. Oh, Osterine is a SARM? Yes.
2: Okay. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know that.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting. Well, I guess that's what they're. Yes, that's what's yeah. hot in the streets. So SARMs are hot in the streets. All, I, know,
2: I don't know. There's like a joke going around at my academy, and I, I'm really hoping. None of them are serious, but they'll they'll always say, "Oh, he's on SARMs, he's on SARMs." And I I think I really hope they're joking. I'm not going to get too deep into their personal lives, but it's like they all they all mess with each other.
1: Hey, someone said. Fred Lima said, "Hey guys to CP, hey guy to CP's right, please quit swigging gin and smoking cigars. You sound like Alex Jones." This,
0: I mean, you're the guy on my right. I did not sound like you Alex Jones. Kidding.
1: But so what? Well, you know what? He didn't deny. Get back here, you coward. You know what? He didn't deny smoking (laughs) cigars and swigging gin. He didn't deny that. This is what I'm talking about. I'm trying to get him on the straight and narrow. I'm worried he's going down a destructive path.
0: I'm fine. I'm doing fine. I'm worried. Wow. I'm worried. I'll be even better once you get me on some steroids. (laughs) Jay, you're too
1: powerful as is. (laughs) Okay. Next question.
0: Okay, so uh, is SARM
2: safe on Google? Bodybuilding products that contain, contain selective androgen receptor modulators, or SARMs, have not been approved by the FDA and are associated with serious safety concerns, including potential to increase the risk of heart attack or stroke and life-threatening reactions
0: like liver damage. Mm. So, kids, behave yourselves.
1: Don't do, don't
0: do the SARMs. Keep your livers, guys. Look, so there's a bunch of different kinds of SARMs. It's like, <laughs> it's like calling every performance-enhancing drug a steroid.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> What am I? This—he's out of control. Um, all right. Next up, from Nick Croninger. Oh wait, no. I was gonna ask Brian Murphy's. About two years ago, uh, I mentioned Russians respected J.B. and Snyder, but were dismissive of D.T. in his style. Not that I care about Russia, but has that perception changed? I think you have it flipped, because not completely flipped, but I remember reading something. It might have been Beck Bulatov talking about like yeah. talking about Snyder. He's like this guy. He's just they just he just lifts. He's only strong, but he's not. They were kind of like he's just a big strong guy. David Taylor is someone we respect because they they said he's plastic. He's like plastic. He's like has. I and when you look at yeah. David, he has more of a. He's not really. A, he doesn't have a Russian style, but he's more quote technical and he's got fluid. a little slick fluid. So you could see why that. So it was actually the opposite, Brian, as I remember. If I'm remembering the thing I talked about, they did and um. Has that perception changed, um, I guess I'll answer for Snyder. I think they respect him a lot and obviously think he's I think Sa is very respectful of of Kyle so yeah um, but yeah I think the respect for David has been there even before he was making teams. They were like this yeah. guy is, um, is' really good.
2: yeah I remember the Beck Bulotov quote, so yeah I, th- I think Brian's yeah. confused. I think it was JB and DT and and dismissive of Snyder
1: is was-
0: Snyder man strong boy. Spider-Man. Yes. strong boy. (laughs) nazi man,
1: strong boy. That's a great tag team duo. (sighs) Okay. Uh, From Nick Kroninger, DT's final takedown against Yazdani had a bunch of setups that ultimately led to the takedown. Are there specific wrestlers that you associate with specific setups? In other words, Mm. if you wanted to teach kids specific setups, who would you tell them to watch?
2: Yeah, for for
1: sure. Who has Um, the setup that you think's most like?
2: Well David uses more of a uh, a fluid style where he's you know inside the hand fight and you're know, moving a lot elbow pass snap down he, he does a lot of stuff right whereas uh, you know j b like in his prime was post 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 snap boom that kind of stuff, and then fire from from the outside now it's a little different i I just talk about um Three kind of, I talked three spaces is how I, I like to think about it. And I, and if I have a kid who want, I want to wrestle a specific way, I'll point them in the direction of someone who's really good at it. So like Yazdani with underhooks, for example, I'll point them in that direction. But so I say uh, the open is like from the wrists and out, so maybe hand play or just totally in the open. Then the inside is like your wrists up to your neck, you know, so the, like the wrist tie, yeah. biceps, collar. And then in tight would be, you know, your two-on-ones, underhooks, over-under, overhooks, that type of stuff where we're, we're super in tight. Um, so those are kind of the three spaces I think about. And if we're talking about the, the middle space, which I think is, is the most really the most effective, um, David is is the best in there. He's, just, he's so fluid with his motion and setups, and he has a lot of options, and he can disguise things a lot of different ways.
1: Yeah. Well, how would you describe, like, Kyle Snyder's setups?
2: Yeah, he would just – I mean, he would be on the inside, all uh, not like tight, but he would be on the right wrists and biceps. He's just not quite as dynamic as David. So I would say, like, he's really similar. But if you watch – if say, if you watch 10 minutes of David, you're going to see a, a whole lot more of them than Kyle, right? You're going to see more effective setups and shots. Um, and you're not going to see the volume from Kyle, although, it, you know, it's really similar.
0: Yeah. The – First wrestler that came to my mind when I saw this question of like setup specific like this is their bread and butter setup was Brent Metcalf post high crotch yeah high crotch yeah classic for sure of like a Marinelli guy who just does the same like textbook with it yeah yeah NATO and uses it a lot yep super good with it
1: um Gilman good club and sweep yeah there's a couple guys with that. Uh, yeah. I like this question. Anthony Terlizzi. Is Aaron Pico the biggest what if in USA wrestling history?
2: Is he really a what if though? I mean this man made the Olympic
1: trials finals. Absolutely. He was 18. Um I think No, he a, was 20 when he made the trials. Finals. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Um I th- I think so. I think he's a I think he's a big what if. I but I think the biggest what if? No, I don't I'll say no. There's a couple of huge what ifs. Well, hold if, on, hold what, on, Christian. Let me ask okay. you this question before, before you go. to Is he really a what if?
2: No, he's not. We know he's really freaking good. He made the no. Olympic trials finals. So when I think of a what if, I think of a guy who had a lot of success coming up and then maybe there was an injury or something else that precluded them from moving forward. I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt that Aaron Pico was really, really freaking good. He made the Olympic trials finals. Like, I don't need to know anymore. I know. I know how good he was. He was elite at the highest levels in American wrestling.
1: Yes, I, I think what he's getting at, and the way I kind of read it is like, okay, imagine this guy full on wrestler for his career through twenty, his peak. to thirty. What was what was going to be on the other side of that? What kind of world? And we're talking about we're talking, the standard in America is not just make the finals. It's like, what can you come back with at the, at the World and Olympics? Okay, so
2: we're talking on that level.
1: I mean, that's the level I'm talking. But there's then there's a guy like okay, you take a, like a Jake Deichler. What was that guy gonna be? There you go. Head sure. injury, basically. De- he had, concussions ended basically his career. He tried to come back. He actually gave Kyle Dake a sort of interesting match one year at a, in a duel back when you know yep. if you remember that one. That was at at yeah. Cornell, Minnesota duel. Well, let me ask
2: you this then, Christian. Let me ask you this: is so now it's only one, it's only a one year difference, 20 and 21. Is, is Gable Stevenson a
1: what-if? Or do we know he's, he's the best in the world? That's but how many times say. would he have been in the best in the world? I That's what I was going to say. when I, th- Gable's name came to my mind immediately when I was like, no, Gable. Gable in 10 years will be because I, I just think you see what he did at, at his age and what he's going to be – what he could have done. If you want to talk about a guy who could go six for six, it's going to be him he's gonna, because he's going to – because – he has like a. Um, he's still getting better. He's getting better. The, the 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 trajectory of his career is insane. And you look at the tra- the, the talent pool of heavyweight and the yeah. way they're going to be going. Uh, Gino's a, a legend and Taha is a legend, but their best days are behind them. And Gable's getting yeah. better. So that yeah. intersection plus the lack of the the biggest obstacle to Gable which is probably literally going to be domestic. If it Zare was, uh, or Zare, that's a good point. Yeah.
0: But, but that I th- gives him a worthy adversary and someone to bolster him up versus him just dominating the field, and we say, "Oh, it's a light field." Right. So I,
1: I think he is a guy that could have gone on a run of, of, you know, three, four, five, six in a row. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. And you look at his run like uh, with, I his run in twenty one versus Jordan's in eleven has a lot more similarities. The more I think about it, because. You have the jaw dropping yeah,
0: right. you have
1: the jaw dropping physicality and technical stuff that's just like, okay, no one in the world can do this thing. Jordan has some yeah. things like no one else can do that. Gable has something no one else can do that. But then the other thing that made Jordan and makes Gable next level and made their run so epic is like the heart and grit aspect. Gable yeah. only had to absolutely. show that once, but he really did. And yes. Jordan had to do that a couple of times. He had the crazy match with Sargush. And then he had the, the Azeri was so dirty and they had some weird calls that in a, there. Was
2: there a crazy Russian match too? Maybe? That was in
1: 13, uh, 13 against okay. Shabanov. So they both had to just have like just like insane grit. And So, yeah. I mean, we all know what Jordan went on to be and it still is. So I think Gable will go down. There's one more that comes to mind when I'm thinking about World oh. Olympic accolades. Kale. I mean, this is a guy mm. who—that's you that's what, to, that's, that's
2: what I say. Like, he was the best in the world, Christian. Do we really wonder? Like,
1: really? Well, not well, okay. So, I guess what you're saying is, we know what Kale would have been had he continued to compete, right? Well, we just—we
2: already know. He—he—he he, he literally reached the pinnacle of the sport. I mean, Pico's the pinnacle of American wrestling at age 20. Like, I know he's really good. Kale and Gable, uh, maybe Kale was with 20. We'll say 24-ish, somewhere 25, maybe. Mm-hmm. Gables they reached the pinnacle of wrestling is the highest they can get we know what they were what they were is the best in the best in the world in the sport of wrestling we already know that now how many times would they've done that in a row we don't know the, we don't know the answer to that but we know they were the best in the world
1: yeah yeah i mean i i think that's just the thing it's like he could ascend to that all-time all-time not just like an all-time american great which he already is but like is he could he have reached a, another level in the international sphere where he only won one uh, yeah. Olympic title, right? That's what we're talking about. And this is a guy who went, who retwa- retired in two thousand two, and moonwalked his way to the team in two thousand eleven. No problem. Four and eleven,
2: yeah.
1: Um, and then took fifth, four, yeah. Two thousand four, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, I guess, I guess, I, I understand what you're saying um, about Kale and, and Pico. Um, you know, when I, when I guess when I heard the question, I don't know if you guys ever watched that ESPN 30 for 30, it was called the best who never was. And yep. I think it was the guy, I believe if I remember this credit, it's been a few years now, but he had a really great, like first year of college. And then he, you know, he got hurt. I can't, I think there was a couple of injuries and he just never really played at a high level anymore. That's kind of like what I was thinking about the question of a guy who, you know, maybe it was great coming up. Maybe, it, you know what, like, you know, a great one would be like, um, uh, Hunter Steber, right, who had a great first year of college, is like, well, yeah. how good could he have been if the injuries wouldn't have happened? That's kind of where I was going with this question, but I definitely see what you guys are saying.
1: Okay, one more in that vein. It's definitely Darian Caldwell. This oh, good. great one, yeah. Beats Brent, makes the national team, beats Schwab. is not he roller skating? And then he ro- the rollerblading, rollerblading. injury, he's never the same. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, I mean, that's a great that's happens one. happens when Blade is life.
1: Yeah, I oh, wish God. it wasn't life. So what could he have been on the freestyle scene? I think he would have been a, a lifer at sixty-six and sixty-five, yep. and you know maybe he maybe at, you think of his trajectory and how good he was in two thousand nine, yeah. And you know what he what what could have been? He's a real big what could have been. Um,
2: yeah. The other one for me, and this is kind of my era, my era, and you know people didn't, myself included, didn't compete as long. But uh, my good friend Cole Conrad, I would have yeah. loved to see what he could have done. Um, you know, he, he took second. I think he was runner up to Tommy Rollins at the U.S. Open in 2007 and then decided to compete Greco in 2008 um, and then just hung it up. And then he, he fought for a tiny bit of time. He actually uh, won the Bellator tournament um, and then just moved, moved on to real life because I think that there's just more money and I think he's really successful in real life. Um, and I would have loved to see you know, had wrestling been as lucrative back then as it is now, I'm sure he would have stuck around. And, you know, he was a guy who had beaten Steve Mako um, multiple, times. multiple times, and it would have been interesting to see how that would have played out for his career. Cole's an
1: MMA what if. He was undefeated and retired, Absolutely. I believe.
2: I mean, retired, he retired at 9-0 or 10-0 maybe.
1: I mean, I I don't think there's a lot of – with his size and the way he could move and his power, no. he could have been so freaking good.
2: He could have no, been – Let's see. Yeah.
1: He was good. So yeah,
2: nine and zero. He won. Yeah, he won. he actually uh he won the Bellator heavyweight turn. He didn't w- He oh he won the inaugural, so he won the belt. When he won the tournament, he also won the belt because that was the first uh, time they competed in that weight class. Uh, ben, yeah, and he had almost all finishes. I think.
1: Yeah, he was he was very dominant. Ben, I didn't realize it's nine fifty three deep in the he heart of go. Texas. Oh my goodness, I can't believe you haven't. I honestly, I just wait for you to say, "Hey, I really gotta pee, I gotta go," and that's I kind of my city. Okay, knew it. But my
2: summer's over, so I'm not as busy. My summer was insane. I'm less busy, so an extra eight minutes, hey, let's have some fun.
1: Let's have some fun. We had fun. Make sure you check out, send those questions to FRL submissions at flowsports.tv or dial 515-509-5071. Leave a (laughs) voicemail. Ask a question. Send a video. Make fun of Ben. Probably me, though. Do the milk
0: crate challenge. Do the milk crate challenge. Send it in. Don't do the milk crate challenge. Only if you know you can do it. I would never encourage somebody to hurt themselves. No
1: one can do it. Don't do it. JD, you are forbidden from doing it. You'll probably (laughs) try to drive your hog over some milk crates. I can't advise any of it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Braxton Amos is going to join us. He's a world champion, so that'll be great. Have a great day. Happy Tuesday. Goodbye.